Chris Pratt is more famous because he's pretty. Oh. Alright, sorry. Uh, Evans. I got that backwards. Evans. Evans is pretty. Crass. Crat. Blat. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting farther away from it. <laughs> Platt. Pratt. <laughs> Welcome, is it recording? It is. Welcome to Movies for Lunch, where three co-workers sit in a car at lunch and talk about movies, or whatever we want. She's right. Thanks, Steph. That's what we do. We do do that. <laughs> One doo-doo already, and that's two, oh. I guess. <laughs> oh, man, we're on a roll. Oh, this is going to be a great episode, I feel it. <laughs> I can already tell. Uh, did you guys, this, this is a little old, but I still feel like it's still fun to talk about. Have you guys heard about the uh, Colin Trevorrow Star Wars Episode Nine script leaks? Oh yeah, I did. Oh, that was great. So Colin Trevorrow was originally slated to be the director of Episode Nine, and then over I, I, creative differences was the official reason, but it was also suspiciously after his Book of Henry movie bombed critically and commercially that they parted ways and basically dumped Trevorrow. And I've heard that it's because he wasn't able to produce a sufficient script, even though he had several months and several rewrites to do it. That's why they kind of split ways. And then they brought in J.J. Abrams pretty late into the game, right? Okay. And there was a script leak on Reddit. Not so much a script, but like, like the, not like a full-on script, but story beats that was supposedly around November-ish 2016. It was before Carrie Fisher had died. Mm. So whatever these... Uh, plot points are they probably would have changed somewhat dramatically to accommodate Carrie Fisher. When I saw the leak, it didn't seem like she had a huge part. No, but that's a, that's saying like that's when they supposedly this leak came out. Okay, but then it apparently has been confirmed somewhat by Colin Trevorrow himself on Twitter. They had some uh, concept art, and someone asked him directly a question on Twitter like, "Hey, were you going to basically?" kill R2-D2 in this concept art image. And he was like, no, 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 he's just going to be damaged. So he basically confirmed... That it was real. ...in some aspects that, yeah. Technically hasn't confirmed that all the leaks are real, but there's some validity to it. But they are pretty dramatic differences. Steph, have you seen The Rise of Skywalker yet? She's shaking her head. No, no, <laughs> no, I have not. So I guess we can't get too much into the differences between it, but there are some differences. It's basically totally different. There are changes I quite like, yeah. and some that I think would still frustrate me as someone who is disappointed with The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, they were going to do a big battle on Coruscant. I liked that part. That's the big city in the prequels, like the where a lot of the, where the Senate is, basically. Yeah. The whole planet is one big city. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. That's from the movie! Oh, yeah. yeah. He did it. I remember that part. <laughs> um, what were some other things that you can reveal that uh, wouldn't spoil the new one? Um, I will say one element that I would have really enjoyed was for a lot of the movie or some portion of the movie, Kylo Ren was going to be on Mustafar, which is the lava planet where Darth Vader got burned up. Mm-hmm. And he would kind of have like a home base there and like his headquarters there, basically in the same place where Darth Vader had his castle. And he was going to be haunted by the ghost of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I really liked that idea. Yeah. And then at some point he was going to go train with some other very old Sith Lord who had trained Palpatine. Oh. 
and spend some time training with him. Kind of have his own version of the cave on Dagobah, uh, where he was going to fight a version of Darth Vader, which I also think would have been pretty cool. Basically, I really like the Kylo Ren differences in this. I think are very interesting, mm. except for something which I can't get into. Do you want me to get out of the car? I could go. Uh... Just plug your ears for a second. Yeah, just plug no, your. I'll hear it. Oh, that's true. Well, when you when you finally watch the movie. No, don't. No, no. I'll just. How long should I? How long should we go on? I'll wave you back in. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Steph. You, Steph. Uh, spoilers, I guess, for the Rise of Skywalker. I'll put in a time code if you really care about it. Yeah. For, this is mostly for Steph when she's li actually listening to this podcast. They would have made Rey not a Palpatine, yeah. which I would have enjoyed more. Yeah. However, Kylo Ren was going to reveal that under Snoke's orders, he had murdered Rey's parents. Oh, uh, yeah. Which doesn't line up time-wise anyway, and also it's just... I know, because aren't they the same age? She might be a little bit older than she is, so he would have been like 13. But also, you don't... That's, that is completely unnecessary. Why would you even need... It's my biggest beef with even having Ray be a Palpatine, which is forcing in a twist for a twist sake. Yeah. And that is honestly much dumber. Because <laughs> it also doesn't make sense. He also wouldn't have been redeemed. Yeah, he just, he doesn't come back. He just is bad. It would have depended on how it was executed. How do you feel about that? People would have been upset. Maybe, maybe. Again, I think it depends on how it's executed, but I think his redemption was really nice for people who watched it, but wasn't, like, necessary. Like, I've, it wasn't, like, Luke's arc. It was very arc. predictable. Yeah. Like, even from The Force Awakens, I was like, oh, he's being set up to be redeemed. Yeah. Well... And so if they didn't, that would have... It would have been genuinely, like, wow. Well, and earlier, especially in The Rise of Skywalker, like, earlier in the movie, they set it up to... That he's going to be redeemed. Yes. Like, that he has misgivings. But if he's, like, terrible and, like... I don't know. You can tell it in a way that you don't want, like that he's the bad guy and you hate him. You know what I mean? And he does kill Han, and maybe he would have killed his, you know, Leia in this version. And if he killed Ray's parents, he's just like this killing machine. Well, and ultimately, like based off of interviews that J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio, the other screenwriter, has have given since then, um, a lot of the reason why they even brought Palpatine back was to have some kind of big, big villain that Kylo Ren could eventually be redeemed and team up against. Yeah. Which I'm sure Snoke would have served that purpose had he lived past The Last Jedi. So removing that and having setting up Kylo Ren as the main villain, which is what the direction I had wanted them to go, me personally, I do think it is kind of hard to set him up as the main villain and still have him ultimately redeemed. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. There's, there's elements I really like. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was, yeah, it was far from complete. But one of the other things I saw in the concept art was that Ray had a double lightsaber. Yeah. Which would have been really sweet. They had some plots where uh, this big final battle on Coruscant, uh, Finn would have gone and like busted out a bunch of other stormtroopers and like defected them oh, and then led this revolution. That's on right. This rebel. That uh, kind of did happen. Yeah, that's true. But not in the same way. It's interesting. Looks like she's getting cold. Maybe we should bring her oh, back. Yeah. yeah, come in. Come back come on, in, Steph. Come on, Steph. Mm -hmm. You know how we get when we're talking Star Wars. I do. Well, let's uh, continue on. Any other news? Just that uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series has been delayed like six-ish months. Oh, and man. And people are getting panicky about it. <laughs> but he was on the uh, red carpet interview for Birds of Prey, uh, Ewan McGregor, yeah. and he had stated... Look, we're just pushing back. The start date is to January. The Obi-Wan movie was, when it was going to be a movie, they'd had the script idea, and then they were just going to try to adapt that. Mm. And I guess it's too similar to a lot of the elements of The Mandalorian. Oh. Which is someone in a desert protecting a young child. Oh, wow. So I think they're retooling the script. 
Okay. But they're keeping the same director, which is Deborah Chow, who did some episodes of The Mandalorian, and Ewan McGregor's still on board. As far as we know, this is one of the only projects <laughs> that I so, wanted to see. So many Star Wars fans, like, only care about this. <laughs> it would be so so cruel if they cancel it after announcing it with Ewan McGregor as being back. That would just, I man. Know, at would this there, point. Would there be any goodwill left no. for Disney yeah. Star Wars? I don't know. I really liked The Mandalorian. Yeah. I think I it's too. a huge hit. Yeah. So, a lot of people really liked it. I think it's the only thing that they've produced which has been had a consensus of everyone likes it. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, it's time for another weekly segment of Streaming Wars. Here we go. Oh! Is it it real or is it fake? All right, you guys ready? Yes. All right, so there's a new streaming service called Just for Laughs. So it's all things comedy. It started by College Humor. They did all those sketch sketch things on YouTube. And it's got some big-name investors... Steve Carell, Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, they're all, like, a lot of uh, famous people from sketch comedy, improv comedy, stand-up comedy, and um, they're starting this new service. It's going to be cheap. It's going to be $3. $3 a month. And basically, it'll just have originals um, from sketch groups and from famous groups like College Humor, as well as, like, the Harvard... Harvard Sailing Group, I think is what they're called. They had some famous YouTube videos as well. They're going to have some original content, of course. Good. They're going to have a show called Improv Anywhere, which will feature some Whose Line Is It Anywhere Anyway um, alum. And basically they just like will get suggestions, suggestions that you can submit through an app or online that they'll just kind of go in public places and act out and that kind of thing. Um... They're going to have a talk show hosted by Carrot Top, which will feature up-and-coming stand-up comedians, different improv groups, that kind of thing. Will Ferrell will have his own prank show. Probably the main thing about this one is that if you get it, you'll have direct access. There'll be like live streams of famous improv groups like the Ground Leads in LA and Second City in Chicago that you can watch live for a little bit more. It'll be $5.00 membership to like watch those groups uh live but then that content will be will show up later it uh comes out in june hmm. wow that was very thorough if you made it up yeah there's a lot of details to that yeah. i mean i i mean we haven't had a fake one yet which makes me feel like we're due for a fake one this is only the second one. <laughs> it's not like there's been a long run. Quibi. Yeah, we talked about Quibi. <laughs> Quibi. Apple TV and... That's true. That's there, true. There's elements of this that feel fake. Okay. Like Carrot Top. I know. Not him as a person. I know. I know he's a real person. He is a real person. But the he idea of him being... He keeps coming back, yeah. but you're right. It does... The idea of him being paid to do anything in 2020. <laughs> I mean, we'll there see how that goes. There are a lot of details. Enough details that this sounds... I think this sounds real. I'll tell you, Steph, I actually don't know. I don't know either. I'm going to say it's real. I also will say it's real, but I'm going to be so impressed with you if it's not. It's not! I you! <laughs> Did you make Your all this up? Your wife wrote that! My wife, yeah, my wife Haley and I, we worked on, we workshopped this together. Get out of here. We made it all up. So. Here's the thing. By setting us up before we even started this segment with an insane idea about Quibi, 
anything seems possible. You know what's really funny is so we. That sounds like it should be a streaming service. <laughs> yeah, Haley, yeah, Haley and I were talking after we like had worked it through, and we're like, I kind of want this to be real. <laughs> so. Was any of that real? Did you no. like take that from any kind of concepts that anyone has thrown around on Reddit or anything? I don't know if it's real or not. We didn't take it from anywhere. Did you name it? Yeah, I named it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you name it? Just for laughs. So. Wow. I will tell you. Oh, even like the, the little details, the yeah. college humor. So improv the investors. <laughs> improv anywhere was Haley's idea. I thought that was good. Oh. I think that would be funny, and uh, so was the the improv group thing. I feel like we should also have Quibi be the uh, the measurement <laughs> of how much we'd want either the real or fake. How Quibi is it? <laughs> I want this more than Quibi. <laughs> I think this is more relevant and has more reason to exist than yeah. Quibi. Sorry, I mean, Chris, for your pet project. Hey, come on! Are we Just a few investors short of our, of being able to talk to Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Getting through that door. Yeah. No, um, wow. what's funny though is that, so I was, oh, actually maybe I will save this one. So I will just say that originally we had talked about, yeah, my wife Haley and I, we had talked about doing a different one that would have like, yeah, would have been a little bit different. But then I started looking into it just to like try to find details to make it more believable uh -huh. and it's real and it was a real thing <laughs> we were like oh this would be a good idea to do a fake thing for and then i looked it up and it's like oh this is this already exists well don't tell us in case i won't i won't so now you got to use it for exactly next so, week wow anyways got you guys we need a oh. wow okay that was a good lie <sighs> thank you i really am also surprised <laughs> that it isn't kind of based in truth <laughs> that's the thing i was like maybe he found bits and pieces of this and is elaborating on it. The whole $3 and the $5 It's a little cheaper. cheaper. <laughs> the $3 made me feel like it was a little fake. But then like... Thought it was cheaper than normal. The title's pretty good. <laughs> the inclusion of like Carrot Top, like that's totally something. If this was a real thing it would be doing. That, mm. Carrot Top was Haley's idea too. And like College Humor <laughs> seems like it's a group that's been doing like a bunch of sketches and like really expanding and they seems like that would be a group that would want to expand Go into. Go for it. Yeah. The Harvard... Harvard, uh, what is it? Sailing crew. Sailing crew. Oh, they're fantastic. But I was kind of like, they're the Harvard sailing crew, and does What's, that mean that this is what they're going to do with their careers now? That's because they all not just the name of the sketch group. Yeah. There's not the oh, actual like, sailing it's crew. It's just a recurring. I have no idea. <laughs> it's not like always the same members. It's just like they cycle through them. <laughs> Wait, what? So it's not. I don't think they have a. Crew. I don't think that's a real team. I think that's a joke. But Steph thought this was an actual. I this was something was... the sailing crew was doing on their <laughs> on their spare time, and it's like, well, I guess they're choosing they're this as their like career the path. On the way to their sailing competition, yeah, they put like, so much of their time and energy and, like, into something. sailing, and now I guess they're going into comedy. Well, you did it, Chris. Well done. Yes. All right, Steph, why don't you introduce what we're going to be doing? Uh, we are about to do what we're going to call the actor fight. It's going to be a new segment. We're gonna have Jason represent one actor, Chris represent another. The, they yes. have been assigned <laughs> their assignee randomly mm -hmm. yeah. through an internet coin toss. Yes. Um, Cannot be hacked. And they're going to try to convince me which one is better. Yes. Yeah. Steph the better is. actor with Steph, more merits. Steph is judge, jury, and executioner in this. 
I would also say, uh, if you have an idea for another actor fight, tweet it at us. Yeah, absolutely. I would also like to impose some time constraints on this. Okay. Four minutes a piece of argument. You get four minutes, I get four minutes, then you get one minute rebuttal, and I get one minute, one minute rebuttal, or like final arguments, and that's it. Okay. Ten minutes tops. <laughs> okay. Okay, so four minutes, four minutes, one minute, one minute, one minute, one minute. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that would be 12. Uh, correct. Okay. Four, four, one, one. Okay. So you lost the toss. The second rebuttal. I think rebuttal. the person that loses his toss gets to pick whether they what, Okay. What you want to kick off want. or receive? All right. Here we I'll go. receive. You okay. kick off. So, okay. Wait, I have to introduce the actors. Oh, yes. Actors. Yes, correct. Of course. So, the actors in the actor fight this week were submitted by our number one fan, Ashley B. They are Chris Pratt and Chris Evans. Battle of the Chrises. Battle right. of the Chrises. Two of the Chrises. There are many Chrises. There are four, technically. So I am representing Chris Evans. I will be arguing on behalf of my client, Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quarters in session. Um, I will go. Yeah, I'm going first. Okay, yeah. I'm so start. Chris Evans. Dramatically, it's not really a competition. I wouldn't say. Chris Pratt. He's funny. I think we can grant him that. But Chris Evans is also funny. So as far as range goes. I don't think there's a lot of competition here. The um, Chris Evans was kind of the dramatic soul to the Marvel movies, I would say, as Captain America, delivering some great lines. I would just like to call it the one in Civil War. You know, it's like where he's, he's defending his friend and he's kind of beaten down by Iron Man. He says it a few times, actually, where he says, I can do this all day. It's a great moment. But, uh, so he's kind of the the dramatic anchor, I would say, to those movies. Um, Chris Pratt's in them, too, and he's funny. He's some, got some nice relief, but he's kind of disposable. And I would say that he also was a big part of the reason that Thanos was able to do the snap in the first place when he got mad. I think we all remember that. Um... But Chris Evans, like I said, has a lot of range. He was also in Knives Out recently, and he was terrific. He was probably the strongest part of a really strong cast. And uh, spoilers. Have you seen it, Steph? No, I have not. Okay, well, I don't want to spoil it for you. But anyways, he's terrific. And uh, I don't know if the movie really works without him for a lot of reasons. I also haven't seen Civil War, so... <laughs> well, just know it's that it's hard. great. Um, have you seen Scott Pilgrim vs. The World? I have not. Really funny movie by Edgar Wright. He plays, Chris Evans plays a small role, but it's very extreme. It's very different than like any other role that he's played. Chris Pratt always plays the kind of like, kind of dumb guy. He's really funny, but he's just kind of dumb. And uh, just kind of like falls into, into mishaps. Sometimes works his way out, sometimes not. He's always just kind of on that spectrum. Chris Evans can do indie movies. He can also do big budget blockbusters he can carry a movie he can be a supporting actor and uh so yeah that's all i'm gonna end my uh, opening statements early i feel like i've said all i need to say about that <laughs> you pocket that for, yeah i can save that you for can, my if you rebuttal. want to yeah so i've like got another minute. minute yeah okay you ready i'm ready it's hard to gauge <laughs> uh in no uncertain terms how good an actor is commercially or critically um, and since neither Chris Pratt or Chris Evans 
has yet to be recognized by any awards more prestigious than the MTV or Teen Choice Awards. <laughs> I'm going to go off some different metrics that I hope will make sense to you, Steph, and show that uh, Chris Pratt is a more viable actor than Chris Evans. Chris Pratt has starred in 20, has 25 films to his name where he has a named character in it. Chris Evans, by contrast, has 34. So of Pratt's 25, 15 are rated fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. Nine have an 80% uh, score or higher. He's also worked with Catherine Bigelow, Spike Jones, very prestigious directors in small to large roles. I have a question about the roles. Am I allowed to ask questions? What is, of course you can. What does fresh mean? 60% uh, or over. Okay. But also <laughs> nine, nine of the 25 is 80, 85% okay. for Pratt. So Pratt, 15 of his 25 are rated fresh, which is 60%. Nine of his 25 are 85% or higher, which is 35%. For Evans, 15 of his 34 are rated fresh, which is 44 to Pratt's 60. And nine are rated 85% or higher, which is 26 to Pratt's 35. So through that metric, Pratt is in more prestigious movies. As far as their box office, I ranked these if, if they have a starring role. So based off of the franchises that Pratt is either part of or leads, which is the Lego movies, uh, Jurassic World, Guardians of the Galaxy, some of the Avengers, versus the movies that uh, and franchises that Chris Evans has starred in. Pratt, um, so- Is your hand shaking? It is a little bit, I'm very nervous. <laughs> well, the clock is running out. I took these of all the movies that they have a leading role in. I'm sorry. I'm... Do I get time back from the, yeah, what you're you laughing? Yeah, you can. I will. I took all the movies that they started in or had a starring role and divided them by themselves for their total budget. For Pratt's movies, which is, like I said, Lego movies, Jurassic World, the Avengers films, he is worth $1.16 billion. With Evans, which is like the Fantastic Four, uh, including Knives Out, the Avengers films, divided across themselves, he is 1.09 to Pratt's 1.162. So my argument okay. is that Pratt is more viable commercially and critically. He is a part of movies that have a higher Rotten Tomato score, and his films have collectively grossed more, more movies per film than Chris Evans. They have grossed more movies? They have grossed film? more money, sorry, okay. per film than Chris Evans. I will also posit that um, in response to some of the uh, points that Chris Hutchson made, <laughs> um, range is hard to gauge in any way than other than the metrics that I have laid out. Also, he doesn't write the lines that are given to him the Russos do, the Russo brothers in those Captain America Avengers films. And I would argue that it was the Russos, not Chris Evans, that's responsible for making Captain America so good because he only really gets a compelling character in the movies that the Russo brothers are involved with. And that is my time. Okay, I've got two minutes. Yes. Rebuttal. Okay, first of all, you saying that the Russo brothers are the only reason that Evans is able to pull off what he does, I mean, is absurd. You can't, Would you say that about every actor is, like, is only as good as his director? No. And even... Uh, more to your point of Chris are, Pratt. Who are the Russo brothers? They did the uh, Avengers movies, oh. which I will say they did not do all of the Captain America movies. So <clears throat> they're the directors, the two of them. They're the directors. Cute. Two brothers. Two brothers in a van. 
And then a meteor hit, and they ran as fast as they could from giant cat monsters. And then a giant tornado came, and that's when things got knocked into 12th gear. It's two brothers, and a, and and they're gonna. It's called two brothers. Two brothers. Secondly, the difference between Pratt and Evans' commercial success is negligible. They've all made over a billion dollars. And a lot of the movies that Chris Pratt is in, he has, I mean, you can't say that he has any uh, bearing on that. Secondly, with the critical success, I think, Steph, you just think about the movies that you've seen of Chris Evans, which uh, I'm not sure what those are. Snowpiercer. Yep, Snowpiercer. <laughs> and then of what you've seen with Chris Pratt, which like I said before, is basically the same character over and over again. We're here to decide who is the better actor. And based off the evidence that we currently have, Chris Evans is the answer. And range absolutely can be, I mean, can't be quantified, but you don't need to quantify it. You can see it with your own eyes. You can feel it in your heart. And uh, that's all. You've got 14 seconds left. Do you want to? Uh, I would just say <laughs> attack me personally, <laughs> man. Jason, don't even get me started. Time's up. I want it to go off. I will say you can absolutely quantify how good someone of an actor is by the metrics that we have laid out, which is collective Rotten Tomato score of the films that he's been in and the the commercial gross of those films. Also, I would say Chris Evans has a weaker showing in any movie that the Russo brothers are not involved with, which is the first Captain America and the first two Avengers. He is poorer written than in the movies, that the films that the Russo brothers are in. Also, Evans has never been in a film as the lead role, the starring role, which has grossed over $1 billion except for Captain America Civil War, which as a part of Robert Downey Jr.'s negotiations to get into, he negotiated that if he could bump it over what Winter Soldier made, he would get a certain amount of the gross, which is true. I think that was a Downey bump and not Evans, whereas Chris Pratt has been the lead role in a film that has grossed over $1.5 billion. Your Honor, I rest my case. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Steph. So how do I So you can do this verdict? however you want. You can either go off of who argued better or you can just go off of who I like better. Who you like better. What? No! That, that doesn't make any sense. It's who's better. Don't reveal, actually, how you came to your conclusion unless you want to. But I feel you should take into account the argument and the time in preparation and the math, of, the calculating that had to go into. I'm say who I pick without okay. saying at all why yes you can do that if you wish but it would Pratt. be not oh <laughs> you want to say why in the movies i have seen him in i've enjoyed the movies that i have seen him in as often as i've enjoyed chris evans and i feel like they were a bigger range granted both are very limited i've seen uh the first captain america part of snowpiercer a small part of snowpiercer which you hated some movie about <laughs> earrings getting lost? I have a question. Okay. Was your decision based on all on anything that we had said? No, 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 no. <laughs> Or did you come in here going, I like Chris Pratt movies more. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the funny no, guy no, from no, Parks no, no. and Rec. <laughs> Versus Snowpiercer. <laughs> a movie No, I, I really, I, I think 
Chris Evans is more attractive. Okay. <laughs> I will say... Which is more often than not why I like a movie. Can I, can I say on the record that I actually do think Chris Evans is a better actor? Well, and that's why... <laughs> that's why he was the one we were both trying to win with our coin toss. I know. But you definitely prepared way more than I did. I knew I had to. The odds were stacked against me. Yeah. You're... Yeah. I think he has more range. I do think he doesn't have as much range as other people. Oh, Evans? Evans? Yeah, sure. <laughs> They're both, but I he, mean. he is better. That scene in Snowpiercer that Steph left before she got to was harrowing and really was like, wow, he has some really good dramatic chops. Knives Out, too. I yeah. Know he's great. I also haven't seen that. Yeah. You should. It, you'd actually really like that. It's fantastic. <sighs> Chris Pratt can be good. I know. But, no, it's Chris Evans, for sure. But, Steph's you got her. <laughs> Your arguments were better, too. Oh, for sure. He kept appealing to things that I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I know. I didn't prepare. I was Although too... all your numbers, I was like, I stopped following. That's I know. I, 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 that's why I was shaking because I was like, oh no, oh no. You're losing her. And I'm feeling the time running, the time crunch happening, and I'm, I'm bum. I, I had such strong stats, and I was fumbling over each one. It was like, there's no way she's gonna How care. How many movies the film made? I I was like, there's no way she's gonna care that Pratt made 1.16 and Evans made 1.09 billion. I was appealing to her to her, her sense of uh, math. Her accounting. You were an econ been, major, weren't yeah. you? That's what I was going for. Did the no, Rotten Tomatoes thing uh, was any of that persuasive? <laughs> She didn't even know what fresh meant. That's why I asked. I know. I oh, do. I ask. do like stats. That stats were good. Now there we know going forward. Maybe too many of them. I do believe that about um, the Russos, though. That I think Chris Evans was. Benefit. I don't think Joss Whedon writes him very well in the Avengers movies. I don't know. I don't know if they knew what to do with him until. Um, the Russos are kind of made that. I mean, Evans, I'm sure collaborated a lot with them, but like, and the screenwriters McFeely and uh, Marcus, I think. It wasn't until Winter Soldier that he was actually interesting. That's the Russos because he didn't have. There was no conflict inside him. You know what I mean? Is when he became no, like more of a vigilante. Like, is when he became a good, interesting character. And like he also the, he's written as kind of like a boring. Boy Scout in the White yes. movies and sort of self-righteous. Yes. His characterization is not a good time. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard I, It's hard to like... Do you know what I mean though? Yeah. It's because he's got conflict and it's not like, yeah. okay, well he's right but like I don't like him. Yeah. Wow. Well, what an actor fight. Well, <laughs> maybe I was also swayed by the underdog thing. Maybe. It's I fine. That I was... I'm fine losing. He prepared way more than me, that's for sure. That's just a... That's a taste of what I... I, know, I I'll I don't bring know to the I table. Picked, but that, I, I don't have to. I was like... You made that part of the rules. I was like, she hasn't seen any of the movies that I'm talking about. <laughs> I thought that would help you. Because, yeah, Chris Pratt was in Jurassic World. <laughs> I haven't what seen a, that one. Well, I didn't... I, I purposely did not name the movie that he was in that I made know. over 1.5 billion. I was like... I mean, for that line of argument, Vin Diesel is like... He's killing it. He is the best actor. Uh, well, that was fun. I also, enjoyed that. If you're that was good. about the Summity, Ashley B's favorite actor... No, Ryan Reynolds is her favorite. Oh. But we'll have to have a Ryan followed fight. followed oh, yeah. by Chris Pratt. Wow. I made her case she, for her. She loves him. Well, she'll be very happy. I wonder if Jason she'll... was her hero today. <laughs> I wonder if she'll keep choosing actors that have the same first names. <laughs> and other people can submit too. Yeah, know, absolutely. Not just Ashley B. I, I had a lot. That of... was a fun matchup. That was they fun. They have the same names, and they're also kind of they're similar I mean, they're in the careers. Movies. I yes. Mean, 
and similar actors. You know, it's not like one's an award winner. It's not like Leonardo DiCaprio and freaking Chris Pratt. It's, you know. I kind of feel like people don't, they took the wrong lessons from his, like nailed it in Lego Movie and Guardians, and then they tried to do something with him that he, I don't think he does very well in Jurassic World, which oh. is be like the tough Harrison Ford type. He was, he, he was needs, fine. But like, that's not his, that's not his strengths. I know. But people said that about Chris Evans too. When they cast him as Captain America, they were like, he's not funny at all. Whereas when he was the Human Torch in Fantastic Four, he was like the comedy relief. That's true. I remember people being like, why are you writing Captain America so straight when you've got Chris Evans who like is pretty funny? Yeah. Maybe a, that's a good point. Maybe a better Jurassic World movie <laughs> will give him an opportunity. Well, we have hopes for the third one. Well, in Trevorrow's Jurassic World three. All right, let's go to Jason's hidden gems. Okay, my hidden gem. I decided to go in a bit different direction from uh, last week's hidden gem, which was Paths of Glory, and this is one I rewatched very recently. It is 2018's Game Night. Hmm. It stars Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Lamorne Morris, who is Winston from New Girl, and Jesse Plemons in the movie-making turn. <laughs> Jesse Plemons? He is fantastic in that. That was kind of like a sleeper hit. Like, it was yeah. very low budget, but it came out, had a good cast, and I remember it doing really well, and, like, it had a long, a longer runtime than probably people expected, just because it was, like, it's just a really good, fun movie. It was. It's so much funnier than it has any right to be. Yeah. It follows a group of friends whose game night turns into a real-life murder mystery after one of them is kidnapped by apparent burglars. It is so funny, it should not work as well as it does. It has some really clever fourth-wall-breaking jokes and like re- really plays well with audience expectations and what the genre expectations are in a very fun clever way. I just had such a blast doing like watching it. it has a great score, it has really great effects of whenever there's like a, an aerial shot it like looks like pieces on an actual game board there's a lot of really fun details in it that really bring it to life and it just it feels like a lot more work was put into this than uh maybe like lesser filmmakers would have yeah it has 84 percent rotten tomatoes it is an hour and 33 minutes oh. so not too long yeah for those people worried about that i know i appreciate when a movie's on the shorter side and it's not streaming anywhere uh, available. It's not free streaming, but it can be rented for $4 on Amazon. It's rated R, right? It is rated R. It is hilarious. And i that's my hidden gem. I strongly suggest that. I kind of stumbled on it. That's why it's a hidden gem for me. And I loved it. I had such a great time watching it. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Very nice. That's a good one. I can also say that's a that's a good movie. It's oh, fine. Chris's seal of approval. Yeah, I'll stamp that one. Tweet at us if you've watched it or if you like it or if you watched it and hated it. I'd also I'd yeah. be curious if someone truly hated a movie that I <laughs> suggest <laughs> despised. Suggested as a him and gem. Hidden. Hidden gem. Hidden gem. All right, Steph. It's your turn. Steph's movie trivia, or okay, is it a movie fact? Okay, do you want it as a fact or trivia? Whatever I could do it either way. Whatever you want. Okay, we'll do it as whatever, both. Whatever you're feeling. We'll do it as both. Fun fact. Did okay. you know that in the 2005 remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the squirrels that are, like, sitting in front of those little, uh, they're, like, a part of the chocolate-making process. Okay. They're cracking nuts and throwing the, uh... The, uh, nuts? Nuts. And they separate the nuts from the shells. Okay. Interesting. Do you remember this scene? No. Uh, the fun oh. fact is, they <laughs> are not CGI. What? They are actual 
real squirrels Get out of town. How'd they that do were that? trained to do this. Apparently they <laughs> they're pretty naturally good at that. But yeah, go figure. To train them to throw the nut into the thing. Wow. Um, that is so okay, weird. so here's the trivia part of okay. it. Okay. Originally, they trade 100 squirrels. Some did not make it into the movie because they were difficult to handle and unpredictable. How many squirrels are in the movie? <laughs> I'm going to say 25. 50. Five. 55. <laughs> 40. Oh, we were so equally distant away. 40% of the squirrels that you train will learn what you tell it to do. So four out of ten are good squirrels. Uh, four out of ten are good squirrels. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That is a fun fact. Oh, oh. I can, there they, those are real. Maybe those you real. should post that on our Twitter account. I will. I'll okay, post that on our Twitter account. The post the I would love that. Well, that picture, was a very fun fact, Steph. I, I had a lot of fun with that fact. <laughs> I would say it was a fact and true. Yeah. That's the best fact you've shared. Well, I didn't find it myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret. <laughs> I sent a message out to my group and said, I need a trivia fact from a movie. Steph has a staff of writers <laughs> to prepare her material for her. Do you give them deadlines? They do it for the experience. Yeah, usually it's, I have a podcast I'm doing in five minutes. Somebody give me a trivia fact. A trivia when fact. Did... <laughs> trivia fact. Another successful episode. Oh, we did it again. Movies for lunch. Have you guys seen Brokeback Mountain? I have not, no. actually. I've been... Well, I'll tell you this. This is why I thought of it. The sheep in that movie are all CGI. Oh, really? The, at least the majority, if not all, of the sheep are CGI in that film. Why? That's super weird, because it seems like... Angley's always pushing boundaries with the <laughs> digital effects. It seemed like he would be... In that movie, it would be way easier to just use real sheep. Because it's not like they're being asked to do anything... No. ...outside of their range No, they're not cracking sheep. nuts and sorting them. <laughs> yeah. Where can people reach us? Should I say that? Part? Yeah. <laughs> you can reach us on Twitter at movies for lunch, F O R, and you can email us at movies for lunch with the number four. Have you got at gmail.com? No, but I don't know. It's there. It's, it's, it's there waiting. Maybe any I'll day see now. if I can get somebody to email you. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be a nice treat. Yeah, get for one me. of your writers to yeah, email one of your, us. Yeah, one of your, many <laughs> your staff recent members. staff okay. hires. I'll get the staff together. We'll have a staff meeting. All right. See you next time. Alright, say bye Steph. Bye. Ba -na -na. Ba -na 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 -na.